Doug. Honey, you wouldn't hurt me, would you, sweetheart? Sweetheart, be reasonable. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. This is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Hello. And welcome to episode 15, Star Trek Generations. Or... Or, as I like to call it, the Pinball Expo Post-Game Spectacular Extravaganza. Woohoo! How exciting. Yes. So, uh, I heard you had a nice vacation last week from two things. I did? Yes. One was from this podcast you disappeared from. Yes, I was not on last week. Well, I kind of was. Yes, you were. You were. He actually edited more than he ever edited before, guys. So uh, I have to say thank you for doing. Uh, he did a great job of editing. Unfortunately, it was a long episode, and uh, it was a good episode. We had a lot of good feedback from it, but unfortunately, Ron was not in it. I... We had a couple of zingers in there, too, and I have a couple of notes from that also, so we'll redo them again this time. But I defended myself awesomely, and it could not be heard. Yes, so welcome back. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And uh, welcome back from your vacation from Expo. Yes, and, and, and I'm not the only new person on this podcast. Well, it's a return visitor. Yes, a return visitor. So we've only had two guests. And I don't think we would bring back the same person two weeks in a row. No. So, hello, Tim. Ta-da! Hello. Ah. How's it going? Thanks for having me on the podcast once again. Thank you for being on the podcast, sir. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you very much for being on. You had a great response from you. You know, when you were on, we love having you. And plus, you also are a great friend. That's why we wanted you on. Oh, thank you very much, Bruce. Plus, he gives us that younger demographic we're looking for. Oh, sorry. I was supposed to, I thought I was on mute. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> no, because we're so freaking old. Yeah, well, one of us. But yes. Um... <laughs> yeah, I've been collecting since the feel... 80s. I'm sorry. I'm not that old. I can feel Bruce and Ron in on the latest fashion trends so we can uh, really get the younger demographic dialed into the podcast here. Yes. What? T-shirts and jeans are still not in? Uh, Jinkos are back, if you didn't hear. What the hell's a Jinko? Yeah, what's a Jinko? Is that like a Geico? <laughs> I don't know if I want to explain this. In the <laughs> 90s, there's a pair of jeans that makes makes it big because it's extremely wide. They brought it back last year. That's so it's some, perfect uh, for me, for my fat yeah. ass. <laughs> well, it, it gets even longer at the legs. Some of them are up to 36 inches long at the legs. So or it's like what? 70s bell bottoms? I- I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? Okay. 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 Gee, that's why you need me. Yes. <laughs> I know. We do need you. I am very glad we have you. Trying to make references that no one can understand. Oh, <laughs> uh, you have totally lost me on that one. Totally lost me. So, so first, news. We're just going to go really not do our normal news report. We're just going to go right into show report. Show report. Yes, we're going to go into Pinball Expo 2016. 
which I, I, I noticed on Pinside. I hate to mention that first, but... Uh, what? What's that? Yeah, I, Mike, I Mike Pasek did his usual, you know, what can we do to make the expo better? And the usual response is, like, remove yourself from it. <laughs> they always... No, I, I, I've known Mike for years. He doesn't mean bad. He really doesn't. He means very well. He, he, he's gotten the show a lot better. He really has. You wouldn't know that by reading the uh, string there. Uh, well, look at as as other people have said, pinsiders have a bigger bark than their bite. Eh, there, there was some validity to a lot of the stuff that was said. I, I would say it was definitely less people there this year. I would say the um, the vendor hall definitely had less stuff in it this year. Because I wasn't there. I mean, oh, <laughs> but I, I can tell you just just by the fact that I was able to get on games quite easily in the free game room which is not usually the case. So that's true. That's what I usually use as my barometer. Okay, well, let's go over. Let's go over. Let's start at the beginning. So I, yes. I get there Thursday. Okay. And the first... So you're there after... You're actually after the... You come in what time? Uh, I can't... We we got there around 10 or 11. So we, we were not there for the factory tour. Okay, which you never have done, I don't think. Have you? I've been to like two or three factory tours. I did it last year. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I think one of the years I did it, you were with me. We were both went through the factory tour. Was well, that the Star Trek one? Uh, there were Star... There, yeah, and there was like Spider-Man. You know, like you said, the targets were on wrong or something. That much yes. I remember. Yes. yes. And um, so, like, and they had, they had footage from it that actually Stern produced because the, the pinball news wasn't allowed to go. Yeah, that's the first thing I want to go on to. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Basically, pinball news typically goes on the tour, and they they come back with uh, pictures from the tour because they are pinball news, and they were banned from the tour, and they were also banned from the Stern after party due to comments made about the uh, Batman '66 game, and I actually looked this up earlier to see exactly what they said to piss them off that much. And here we go. Basically, Stern were clearly milking this title for every last drop they could wring out of collectors, and that appears to be fully confirmed by the prices for the three models. Uh, The Super LE shamelessly tries to cash in with a price tag of 15K for the 30 machines available. So I, I would assume it's that wording that was the issue there. Uh, well, I guess we're not going to ever get an interview or anything from Stern. Probably banned also, too, once they get to know us a little bit more. Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce will not be allowed in the factory tour. Sorry, sir. You, you, cannot, you cannot attend. Uh, but, you know, Martin has been doing this for upteen years. Since I can remember. Uh, I, I believe he's he was doing it before I ever started going to Expo. Yeah, exactly. And to cut him out for one comment, his opinion, and... Guess what? You know, we see opinions all the time on the news. It seems like it's getting more and more popular lately. You know, I think it was very childish. I think they're listening to the wrong people there. When another podcast makes comments and then kind of had to apologize this week, and, and, and I had to apologize to other people with comments too. So I'm right in Nate's boat. And, you know, and he even said, he goes, I'm probably not on their A list right now for getting interviews like that. And, I, I I actually I don't think he went too far. He was stating the truth. It is too much money. 
What what is too much money? (laughs) They sold out. It can't be too much money. (laughs) Guess what? Then we just proved 80 idiots are in this freaking hobby. Yeah, not 30, like originally was stated. Yes, we we can get into that. Yeah, I was going to say that. (laughs) Not only did they sell out, (laughs) they wildly sold out. Yeah, I don't know why they would sell it out either, you know. But, Tim, what do you think of 80 people paying $15,000 for a machine with Matchbox cars on it? I still have some student loan debt I'd like to get paid (laughs) off. And if any of those people would also like to donate to the Help Tim Pay Down His Student Loans Fund, uh, maybe you'd feel better about yourself. Maybe you wouldn't. But, hey, it really helped me out. (laughs) You know... I don't understand the whole point about it, but be, cutting out Martin was really a terrible move. Really, I I lost a lot of respect for Stern on that one. And he didn't bash him either. He just stated what, what he found out from Stern afterwards in his articles about Expo. He just said, I tried, you know, I was told I can come there and that was it. You know, uh, he could have made it a rant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I talked to Martin. He 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 probably will be getting his thirty bucks back for the party that he wasn't allowed to attend. So, yeah, he should have. But but it's a very low class move. There there was a lot of low class stuff going on, which I'll get into. There there was a lot of gamesmanship. If if there was a theme for this expo, it was definitely the uh, JJP versus Stern. That that was a definite. 100% vibe. There was deliberate scheduling of things against each other, which I will get into. No, there's more of even than that. There's actually three or four companies. Well, yeah, we'll yeah, even. but you know, Alien was there, but they were kind of doing their own thing. There was but no... But they did it. But they did it. But yes. at the same time, they yes. did the same time as yes. JJP. Yeah, but I'm talking like you You asked me during the expo what was the, the vibe of the expo. That was the vibe of the expo, which we'll we'll get into now. The first thing I, I attended, I attended the Gary Stern seminar. Yes. That he has every year on like the state of the company and all that stuff. And and he had Joe Kamikow there. Yes, he who did. also spoke. And they're talking about like the Batman game and and all, all the usual stuff. The, and they were talking about the thirty years of, of Stern, you know, slash data east slash Sega. And he got to the end. Well, actually, before he got to the end, there were some digs on Jersey Jack because they they brought one of the uh, they brought the Super Le in the Batman Super Le were showing it off, and they were showing they're basically stating how you know, look at the LCD, we made it this size so you can see the backlash. We believe the backlash is a big part of the game. Imagine if you had an LCD that took up the whole back box and you wouldn't have this this backlash, which was of course a direct. That was a direct comment towards JJP and their, their full LCD in the in the back box. And then they also, when Joe Kamikow was speaking, he also stated how basically they were talking about licensed themes and he thought how it would be stupid to do a non-licensed theme. Who's going to buy that? It, it's just not a smart move in his opinion. So again, another, another dig against Jersey Jack. Well, don't forget, he goes after licenses, so of course... Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but these, these, these <laughs> are both digs. Uh, but I just want to point out to the uh, people who don't know this, you know, he goes after licenses to make his product more tractable when he's in a casino. Because people do gravitate to things 
that are in their past. To, like- to weigh in on both of those, they're both very odd digs, in my opinion. The first one with why, like, getting rid of the back glass. Um, yeah, well, it's a video display could be considered a back glass that has animation too. Like most well, of the time, com- in a their comment was, if you turn off a JJP machine, you see nothing. At least when you turn off a Batman, you see a back glass, but it's a dark back glass. So. But well, go ahead, go ahead. The second one's weirder because if if they're saying that um, why would you do an unlicensed theme, they should be happy because their opinion is, oh, this game's not going to sell, so therefore we're going to win this battle or whatever. So they shouldn't even need to make that dig if they really believe that, right? Yeah. The, well, they didn't see the machine yet at that time either. Right. That's they true. They didn't see dialed in yet. Well, they knew it was the original theme, though. No, I know that, but they didn't, you know, they didn't know. Yeah. If what so, it looked like, how it played, everything like that. What I thought the most interesting part of of Gary's talk was at the very end, and it was at the very end, like, okay, oh, one more thing, and he acknowledged, I believe, for the first time publicly, anyone's acknowledged the ghosting issue. He actually came right out and said, "We we you've had ghosting issues, primarily with Ghostbusters, but with some other games." So he, he he took the usual approach, admitted it, then downplayed it. The second part where he said, like, I I of I only know of one in the Chicago area that has this issue, and it's actually an Attack from Mars. It's not even one of our games. That's actually what he said. But, Attack from Mars. Uh, wow. So yeah, but basically he said, contact your distributor. If you, your play field screwed up, we'll replace it. And there you go. So they, they I've seen actually, it. I've seen the ghosting. Yeah, I've a, seen it on multiple machines. It's much more common. I'm pretty sure than one game in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that well, that was his comment. That was you know, if someone recorded that seminar. I am verbatim what he said, and then he said it was an attack from Mars. So you know, I, I don't know if he's being funny or whatever, but there you go. So yeah, it's like, huh? Okay, so that was pretty cool that he actually mention that because the only other mention of that I during actually Pintastic that's how long ago this was uh, Steve Ritchie mentioned the production delays but wouldn't say what it was mm-hmm. but that was kind of the first acknowledgement of anything and then this one was the actual issue so that was interesting so then let's see I'm looking at the schedule that was that was at four and then they showed the super le then they wheeled the Super LE into the uh, vendor hall, which opened at 6. So I got to go in there and see the the three Batmans. And they're all... Oh, oh, I almost forgot one of the most important things. The fact that the Batmans weren't playable. When they had the Super LE in during Gary Stern's speech, they had George Gomez showing it. And he was totally into it. You could tell he loves the Batman 66. You know, Look how great this is. Look at the, the bat signal. This plays like this has 30,000 clips from the... You know, it's on and on. And at the very end, he's there, and I'm trying to get this exactly what he said. I'm sure someone recorded this, so you can check my memory. But it was something like, you guys know Lyman. He wants to get every single, you know, display effect, every sound effect all synchronized perfectly. And he's just, he just, it's not there yet. So, you you know, he's not going to let me let you play the game. So it's just going to be for basically something to that effect. So basically, so the software the is bus. not at a point that Lyman is happy with for you to play the game. And that 
That is pretty much what he said. So when they opened the vendor hall and I went in there, you had the three Batman games basically just sitting there, which is, you know, it's lame. I mean, they had to do what they had to do. But I remember going to one of my first Allentown shows and someone had like a fun house that looked like the most awesome looking fun house ever. And they literally, it wasn't for sale and you couldn't play it. It was just sitting there just to show off. Like that is the stupidest thing ever. And to be talking about a party the next day about it. But we'll go into that a little later on. Yes, yes, yes. The the the, the party. We'll um, still go into Jack. Now, yeah, so up. so you got that. You got the vendor hall, and and the vendor hall definitely had was less vendors. Um, they had they missed me. They had a Ghostbusters premium there that uh, Jack Danger was streaming, and I walked over there, and somebody knew who I was because Jack said someone on the chat said, uh, "Is that Ron?" So whoever you were who recognized me, hello. I have no idea who who recognized me. But I got to play uh, Premium for the first time. So the first time I played Premium was on a Twitch feed. Not your own, which is sitting in your house. Yeah, yeah, not my own, which is sitting in my house. So I played two games. It's all right. Again, didn't really play it enough to to tell anything. We'll be going into that a little later on also. Yeah. So that was fine. So then... Uh, and then during this time, they also they unveiled over at the Hooters, or well, Twin Peaks. No, it's Twin called. Peaks. It's basically Hooters across the street. It's actually in the um, Expo parking lot. They unveiled Alien, which I, I saw the pictures. It was really crowded in there, so I, I didn't get to play it then. But we got to see Steve's live video. Yeah, Steve, Steve Bowden had a live uh, stream of it, so he kind of got to see it in action. Hi, Steve. Fun with bonus. So um, he's under an exclusivity agreement with the uh, Coast to Coast Pinball, so we can't get him on here. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think so. I think um, you'd come on so and we ask them. I went to the uh, – at 8 o'clock was the big Jersey Jack unveiling. And they had, they had like five – they had five games under wraps, under black sheets. And the gamesmanship started as also at 8 o'clock – the Kapow booth, which is that that's the booth where the Batman the Batman games were, the Kapow booth. Say, we're gonna be giving away free stuff and pizza. Which originally they were gonna give the pizza away at the booth, but then they were told you can't do that. So they had to bring it out in the hall. So they brought it out in the hall right next to Jersey Jack. Right next to yeah. the room where they were <laughs> gonna unveil yeah. the games. And wearing their stern hats, giving out the free pizza. So you got free food. Okay, I'm just I'm just laying down some. You got free food from Stern and Kapow Pinball on Thursday night. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's go yep. back to uh, yep. Jersey Jack. Yeah. So, and what they did with the Jack, people were coming into the to the ballroom, and they were told like, uh, "No, leave the ballroom. We we want to set everything up a certain way." So everyone had to leave, and we all walked out. Then after like ten minutes, walked back in. And they had the games like you know under under wraps, and ja- and I think they did a Periscope feed of the unveiling yes, also. Did. Yeah, that's where I saw it actually. Yeah. So you had Jersey Jack, and one of the first things he says is, you know, some people say you can't make sell any unlicensed games, but then he said something like, I've I've already pre-sold 500 unlicensed games, basically insinuating he's already literally already pre-sold like 500 of this game. 
I don't know yeah, if that's... Yeah, from his distributors. It, yeah. From his distributors, yeah. that's... So, I thought that was like, hmm, interesting. Okay. Then Pat Lawler comes down. Well, hold on. You still got more there. Well, oh, all the all the other announcements. Okay, yes. The two announcements. So, so two announcements. There were two announcements. There's actually three. He, he said Wizard of Oz is still being made. Wizard of Oz is still being made. Being made. Hobbit. The final... Just the like final code for the Hobbit is is, is now going to be done. Is go- oh yes, is going to be released, and just like we did with the supposed limited run of Wizard of Oz, and then we created a second limited run and called it something else. They're going to do the same thing with this one because you, you had the Hobbit standard, the Hobbit Smaug. I hope I say that right. Then you had the Hobbit Black Arrow edition. What? the f what the fuck that's just to get more if, money from you it's limited yeah, that's that's the problem yeah that's the problem with jack and i i have a big beef with this you've made first the original limited edition then you make the smog edition then you make different side art with the things now oh that was sold out i gotta make something else sorry jack you made your money on your first two limited editions third really bad really bad taste your first two limited editions bruce is saying bruce is kind of breaking up here i think it might be the hotels uh he's at a hotel and i don't think their uh, internet connection may be not the best uh, in the uh, world and the hookers are all around me yes <laughs> yes so um so yes he said that then Pilo other came down and first they kind of showed some of the things they changed like the the cabinet they made some changes the bubble levels back. Woohoo! Bubble levels. They made the LCD so it swings out, so you can service stuff. The, uh, what I like the best is if you have the legs all cranked down, it's automatically at six point five degrees. Yes, which is just like another manufacturer, along with the bubble level. Yeah, mm. gee, I wonder who that is. Yeah, maybe that could be like um, Williams. Yeah. 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 So they, he, he went over that technical stuff. And then I can't remember it was before or after he unveiled it, but he made a comment that you know in our games we don't put off the store shelf toys on our games. We have <laughs> custom molded pieces on our games, which of course is another stern dig. Then they unveiled it, dialed in. And actually, before they did it, they they gave out like this little mini comic book. For dialed in to anyone who was there, so that's that's pretty neat. It was like the big unveiling, and like the last panel of the comic book had a guy about to hit the uh, button, you know, the Pat Waller button, the red button, oh, like his, his yeah, trademark the red there on the switch. Yeah. yeah. So they unveiled it, and I might be the only one who liked the title. Everyone else seems to. I don't hate mind the it. Title. Now. It's actually growing on me. Yeah, you know, dialed in. Well, what do you think of the Tim? title, Tim? Just so that everyone knows you're still there. This is not a joke. I'm 100% on board with it. I think it's really, really awesome. Okay. So you have, um, you have two I, people that really like it, and myself is okay, which is which is totally not the norm. So go ahead. Tell me your the, reasons the why. The thing it seems like more than just a cell phone theme is it's like a uh, rescue the city theme. It's not just one thing about cell phones. It's like this whole story. And I really like the art style um, being this sort of like comic book uh rescue sort of like thing from what i've seen of it it looks like hey it has this cool art direction that's just totally custom yeah 
It's like a yeah. disaster SimCity game. Sim and the, City the, disaster. the name of Perfect the city is, is called Quantum City, which is what a lot of people are saying. That would have been a better name, just calling it Quantum City. But I don't know if you saw the cabinet art. It had it, It's not dialed in. It's dialed in with an exclamation at the end. That's important. That is part of the title. And it does look cool well, on I the like side. It. I like it for a couple of reasons. First, it's a, lo- it's a little bit like Adam's with the three magnets on the bottom and the your lanes being exactly like set up like Adams. You have the voices from like Roadshow. You have Crazy Bob. And you even have the voice for like the computer, like Safecracker, the Candy 2000s. It's got a lot of different game pieces into this game. There was a lot of wizard blocks in this too, for anyone who's ever seen Good. the original, the, the prototype. Um, I will say, so I, I got to play a ton of it. Um, and I've... I have I've made it clear I think on previous podcasts what I think of Wizard of Oz and Hobbit. I'm I am not I'm not a rules guy. I'm not saying like the game totally has shitty rules. I, I will notice that, but I am more of a shot guy. I like how games shoot. I, I never liked Wizard of Oz. I thought it had a a lot of crap on it, but I just never had fun shooting. Um Hobbit, I have no fun shooting that at all. No, I agree. It just, it's just, what is the upper flipper for? You hit the drop targets, and maybe to redirect the ball if it's coming down the orbit a different direction. There's, like, two things. Um, I don't care if it's got, like, you know, 30 modes and 12 levels of whatever, and it, it I just don't like shooting it. When I played this game, just immediately, if, if you've played enough it, with the different designers, if you just stepped up to this thing, it's like, oh, it's a Pat Waller game. I mean, it, it makes it very apparent to you immediately who designed this game. And you start, there are so many shots that all feel good. And they all, like, a lot of them do different things. It has, if you're a fan of, like, the taxi or fishtails, like, crisscrossing habit trail ramp thing, you will like this. You can combo that. But the, the, left, the left ramp will do three different things depending on what's going on. It'll either just go all the way around, so you can do nice flow ramp shots, it will divert it to like a mini little upper part where it'll just fall into the pop bumpers. Or the third thing it'll do, it'll throw it around to like an eject hole saucer at the top that'll eject it out right to your upper right flipper where you can hit it up another ramp. That's like three different things for one shot. The right orbit actually feeds the ramp that comes back to your... Make sure I get this right. To, it, it, it feeds the ramp that comes back to you then the left orbit either goes all the way around to the upper right flipper, or there's a trap door there that comes up and it'll go underneath. There's a full subway system in the game. There's on the right side it has a magnet like the um, Ripley's. It's up higher, but it's like the same thing. It doesn't really drain you. Just kind of throws the ball around in like a cool looking way. It has at least two magnets in the middle of the playfield that screw with the ball during multi-ball, and they're up higher. Than they are in Adam's family. So there's five total. There's five. Okay. Five total. Three on the bottom, one at one in the top where you saw, and then one on the upper right hand side. I heard somebody mention that okay. in the uh, one of the videos. It has in the center. Well, it has the guy that comes across like Monster Bass Dracula style across like, uh, or or you could say Big Punter, Big Buck Hunter style. However you want to look at it, some dude on a target. He comes across. You hit him. Uh, then it also has a hologram thing in the center 
which I believe if you hit it, it either stops it there and throws it back at you, or it actually goes through up one of the ramp, like a habit trail, and comes around. I'm just doing this from memory here. Um, it has the Wizard Blocks inserts. The, the Wizard Blocks had these, like, dotted inserts that came down and, like, crisscrossed. And these have they're almost the exact same thing. And they, they're basically pointing at your flipper. And what happens is if you're in multi-ball, they will fire at you. And you'll see them coming down, the, the lights. And if like, you're, like, trapping a ball and you're not paying attention, it will kill your flipper. It will, like, go dead and, like, quiver, like, oh, die. And then it'll come back after, like, a second or two. And you can stop the lasers by You can by stop the, the lasers by hitting the targets they come from. So if anyone checks out our YouTube channel, I can finally plug it because I have all the games I'm talking about. I have footage. Even Batman, which who cares? You can't see any gameplay. But you can see um, I got uh, Vince, the corn from RGP and from... Uh, from uh, Pinside, he's playing it, and he's got the ball trapped, and you can hear Pat Lawler yelling at him, incoming, incoming, and he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And his flipper dies. Then he has me, Pat, why the fuck did you just kill my flipper? <laughs> and Pat comes over and explains the rule, like, you know, you gotta you hit the target, the, the laser, when it comes down. It just played so good. So, Tim, you think Ron hates the game? <laughs> no, I think he likes it. I, I like think it so too. too. I, I like it. Hey, it's... Mikey. So now, hold on. Now tell him the price. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The price. Three options. There's three. I only. There's only two that I know of. There's three. What? What? Okay. You'll have to tell me about the third one. I'm unaware of the third. The basic one. is nine thousand dollars. No, it was called the LE. Yeah. No. 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 no yes. No, no. Yes. It is. If you listen to it, I did listen to it. If you go to their site. The LE is $9,000, and it's listed as a limited run of 6999 In other words, yeah, it is their main one. And I, I talked to Keith Johnson about this, and we'll, we can get into that later. But that was announced, and the Collector's Edition was announced. Collector's Edition is like 12.5K. So... Yeah. But the thing is, I'm going to say is, there's going to be a third one. Uh, that's not well. It, it, some of their some of their programmer didn't hear about it. Let's put it that way. Well, I guarantee the programmer didn't know about Black Arrow until like three weeks ago or four weeks ago. Okay. So, I played a ton of it. Um, I mean, the price is too high for me to consider. Um, and the, the weird thing is, and, and those who have been at I'll bring this up. Pat Lawler, in a lot of his previous his previous seminars, he, especially near the end, he was kind of down on pinball, honestly. Doom and gloom, it's over, all that. This was definitely a different Pat Lawler. He he was like, this is awesome. You could tell he was thoroughly enjoying being there, big time. And you can see him in your video when you have the um, the senior just talking about where the flipper gets disabled. He's right there on the video. So he's like, he's like, see, the city's attacking you, so you got to watch out for their lasers. They're going to disable your thing. He's like all excited talking about this game. Yeah, he was like that the it. whole time. I mean, he was yeah. totally into it. And another thing he's always been into on, on all the seminars I've ever attended, into like supporting operators. He will always, and, and this was no exception. He would do like, if you're an operator, you know, you'll stand up, or operators, you know, everyone applaud the operators. At a price point of nine grand, 
other than maybe New York City and some of your bigger markets, I don't see how operators are going to be getting this game. I don't know. Well, what do you think, Tim? You, you, you go to the New York City area. I, I'm sure they'll have one there. Yes, and I think operators will love this game because I think it will earn very well. I don't have any data to support this. The only thing I have is that um, photo booths, the like, I guess it's an arcade. You know, when people just go to a photo booth and get the pictures taken, those things earn well. Now you don't have to go to your photo booth. You just go to your um, pinball machine and it's taking photos of you. And from what I heard, this feature really attracted people to look at the game and grab people's attention on the game. Well, so. this goes to your point you, you, took, you talked about you know, almost a month ago, Tim. Innovation. New stuff yep. coming out. This, I think, you know, I know they already had this in development, but boy, they are looking at the younger generation aka yourself and other players and saying wow this is what's going to grab new people we need to grab new people unfortunately i've heard the spiel from pat before when it came to safecracker and a couple you know other things You're like look safecracker is going to be the newest thing it keeps people wanting to come back and collect these coins and at the time coins were very popular you know so who knows i i thought it was incredibly technology you know you can actually use your phone for certain modes yeah and let's talk about the, the two the two main features the phone features are well one there's a certain mode well it will take it will take selfies of you and if you get it going it's like it'll take a selfie every switch hit so think of like doe mode on um simpsons you know do 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 except with selfies like click, 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 and like picture after picture of your face will go on the display over and over and over, and it'll it'll cover the whole thing. It's pretty funny. Yeah, you had people like going next to the dude playing, giving him the finger to see if it would come out on the you know the selfie, that that kind of thing. They also had uh, Bluetooth connectivity where you put your phone on the glass over. It's like I think it's three or four like blue lights, and it like pairs with the the game. When you start multi-ball, you can then play it with your phone. And supposedly it unlocks like you can do things or kind of like the, the maybe the handles on Demo Man, where you hit stuff with the handles, it's worth more. If you do it with the cell phone, it's worth more, that kind of thing. So it was, it, Great it was, ideas. Yeah, it was pretty – it, it was definitely neat. Definitely neat. And I honestly think it was the best game of the show. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Bruce. Yes. Another thing with the selfie feature is it's – um. I think when people saw the dialed-in theme, said, oh, man, this this could be tacky. This could be such a desperate appeal to people my age, to millennials or whatever you're, what you want to call younger people, that it doesn't go over well. It's just like something that's very out of touch for other people buying the game. But it really didn't seem like that. I mean, the selfie feature to me is a great use of that screen because it's dynamic content. It's dynamic images on the display that change based on wherever the game is which you haven't ever had before so just that as a good way to incorporate how could we put some dynamic video into a pinball machine is an interesting idea in my opinion yes and and another cool thing and i think i I have this in one of the parts of my my video it has like this little ticker that runs across the bottom of the screen like the news ticker and it's got a comical thing like woman locks herself yeah. in her house or whatever so, there is a bunch of them and i'm sure they'll end up there'll be more and more but i i laughed my ass off i thought that was hilarious i mean the whole thing is just goofy it was just fun it was it was totally 
Original. Enjoyable. Wow, what a, what a concept. It was fun, which I, I've never had playing a Jersey Jack game, sorry, before. Fun. Now, now, hold on. We gave the props to the game. Well, uh, I want to give now, one more prop here. Okay. Out before of, I start going back into the dig yeah, issue. Yeah, before we go into the digs. The software is like 20% done. That's what they said. I talked to Keith himself. It's it's like 20% done. So there's it's got a long ways to go. The actual hardware, the game itself, it had maybe one ball that looked like it went airborne and got stuck behind something that they had to, you know, get, get it out. That was it. These these are five games that got just pounded for like three straight days. Well, I don't know how much if they were there Sunday, but at least three straight days. The thing had no issues, nothing. And when you were playing that game, I mean, every shot worked. Everything worked. So it, the software might have only been twenty percent done, but that play field was definitely fully vetted, if you will. I mean, I just saw no issues with it, as opposed to some of the other, at least one of the other games. We'll get into that. So, but what's your I dig? Was just very impressed with it. You know, I got two of them. Okay. What has Jersey Jack been talking about all for the past year? Uh, how I he wasn't going to take any. Money. Uh, he wasn't going to take any pre-order money. The game was going to be out before yeah. he charged for it. Yeah. Yep. And that's just a total 180 again. It really annoys me. Get, well, well, what what did he do? Just saying, explain. So so I take it that you can pre-order or deposit, put deposits down. Yes, of course. But you weren't going to get the game for at least nine months. Another wait game. I'll tell you, though. As done as that playfield is, if it, that that month, all those months are for the software. That's it. I mean, it, it's not like they have to get anything more working. But the good thing is, they moved the electronics from the bottom of the playfield to now the back box. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that. Yeah, it, it's it's basically it's a Williams cabinet now with an LCD in it. Yes. You know, and it and, and I'll say for those out there who like them and. and that's probably most of us. This felt like a Williams game when you're playing it, which it should. It has all Williams mechs in it, but I never felt with, with Wizard of Oz or Hobbit that it felt like a Williams game. This thing feels like a Williams game. The flippers, the, like, just the way it plays. I think you can you can see it in the footage I took, just how fast that thing is. I mean, it, it plays like a Williams game. I think they hit a home run. Everyone was happy. Let's put it that way. When I went back there Friday, they were just as happy. Well, people who weren't at Expo weren't happy. The people, people who were well, there. <laughs> oh, when they announced it, Pinside basically shit on this game like there is no tomorrow. And 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 they, they look at that. I, I, I was talking to Keith Johnson, and he was like, holy shit, they hated it. Yeah, well, guess yeah, what? Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get that. But, uh, yeah, I, I was like, seriously? Because I had played it a bunch by then. It's like, how can you hate this game? It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They just saw pictures and made an immediate opinion without playing it. I forgot. Yeah, never yeah, mind. It's typical. Yeah. And Thanks, they're guys. sad they Thanks. couldn't be there. They wanted to be there, and they couldn't. So they had to complain on pit side where they're all their friends. Mom wouldn't let me out of the basement. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mom wouldn't let me out of the basement. Yes. It was, I was a bad boy. Unfortunately, turning his camera off has made the sound better, and we can hear Boost now. Oh. <laughs> on Pinside, though, when um, it was Ryan uh, Wonger who posted his uh, first opinion on Dialed In, 
and his post was very positive, pretty much what you covered there, Ron, and he got all upvotes on Pin's side. So I will say they did listen to someone who actually yeah. played and yeah, yeah. Well, was he the up. one who said like I like it and yes, I played it or something next to it? Yeah, was that, yeah. Like that. yeah, I saw that. It's like wow, what a concept. I I just think whenever <laughs> I think of that, I just think of ACDC when the pro came out and you had the big, big Angus face. People looked at the play field and said, "Oh my God, what is this Terminator Two with a freaking bell instead of a skull? This is the most unoriginal thing ever. This sucks. This is horrible. This look at his face. This is terrible." And then people started playing it. And all of a sudden, this game is awesome. I need to play more. This is awesome. So, you know, play the game, people. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Just play the game. Just play Okay. It. Okay, so that, that was the events on Thursday. Now, Friday morning, I did not get to attend the American Pinball Seminar to find out about Houdini well, hold on. and hold Magic on. Girl. What did you, miss? You, missed, you missed something on Thursday. Well, what did I miss on Thursday? Who was supposed to be talking on Thursday. And never showed up and canceled. Uh, oh, was Dutch Pinball? Dutch Pinball, yes. Yeah, Dutch Pinball never made the plane. So they, they didn't show. That, that's basically what I heard from um, one of the uh, seminar organizers. They just didn't make the plane. that's not good. That's not a good thing. Bruce thinks it's not a good thing. It's the end of the world. No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, it should have been there. Answering questions from the consumer. Even if you didn't have new product... Or a new thing. You know you have your booth with Cointaker, with your two products there. He should have been there. Yeah. I think Cointaker still has, like, one of the older... Um, he does. One of the older... Um, what's the name of the game again? Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Jesus. Because they had it apart a lot. So... But, you know, I'll, 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 I'll pass that just because I, I think they still have one of the older prototypes. But that was still a disappointment. Eh, and I got to play Big Lebowski again, and I actually got to play a full game. So, mm-hmm. it's all right. I mean, it probably would help if I watched the movie. i never seen the movie. So, um... Thir- Friday morning. Friday morning, I was in the X-Brawl tournament, Expo Brawl, partners tournament with Dad. And for the fourth consecutive year, we finished just out of winning anything. Congratulations. Like Steve Bowden says, always be cashing. Mine is almost be cashing. That's what I want my, that's my motto, almost be cashing. We ended up in B division and like top two get stuff. And we ended up third. Congratulations. Yes, congrats, Ryan. My father was on fire. It's good as he's played in a while. I, I think he was ready for retirement. He might reconsider now. So you sucked. No, I played good too. Okay. But they had one, the one team was like Adam Lefkoff and Keith Elwin. So I was like, okay, can we just give them the trophy now? I mean, they won by like 11 strokes or something. It wasn't close. So did you play Blackjack SS or Black, Blackjack EM? I played Blackjack Solid State was in the tournament. Nice. It was the last game I played in the third round. I basically, because um, this golf format, so I think the score to get was like 60,000. It wasn't, they, they were low scores. But I was the probably the only one there who knew how to play it. And luckily, when I stepped up to the game, I my hand was, I, I was beating the dealer. Mm-hmm. So just right flipper, tap pass, hole, right flipper, tap pass, hole, like four or five times, boom, score, done. Nice job. And they also had an EM. Blackjack, which has much better art in the back glass, by the way. 
Yes, but it made only 110. It's a two-player game. What did you think of that? Played just like the Solid State, didn't it? Uh, yes. Played the same rules, except it doesn't make the cool when you hit it in the hole. It just makes a yeah. regular sound. So that makes uh, the Solid State superior. Yes, of course. But that was where I was in the morning. Um, so I didn't get to see the American pinball thing. It, it just go to pinballnews.com and, and read their yeah read their synopsis. He didn't miss much. John Papadou wasn't there. Houdini wasn't there. Yeah. So nothing was there. Yeah. So there you go. That <laughs> wasn't so. Great. So let's see. I'm looking. So th- so party time. Is it party yet? I'm a, hold on. I'm looking through the um. The only thing that was interesting that second day was well, Duncan well, Brown. I'll also bring up because we got we got Tim here, tournament tournament psycho. The the Thursday <laughs> yes. was the um did the ter- totally different tournament format this year as we I think we we went through that in a previous episode. Well, Trent argued it wasn't that different from well last yeah year. yeah I think but... the the idea was to finish earlier that did not happen yeah. at all. Again, not with Hand of the King being an unlimited length increasing multiball, turns out. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get, we'll, we can get uh, Tim's yeah, comment on that. Basically, we'll, we'll, let's get we'll get that out of the way quickly. Then the, the tournament, the tournament basically is qualifying all day Thursday. So you play two entries on every game and it was a full tournament, all sterns. I can't remember That's what they not, all were. So Trent uh, has told me that. If Jersey Jack was going to bring games to have before Thursday, he would put them in the tournament, but they haven't up to this point. They don't give him the games for the tournament like Stern does. So the Stern's on top of it, and Jack just hasn't gotten games, yep. or anyone else for that matter. Yeah. So you had to play two two games on each each game, and you pay 60 bucks up front. And e- even with that, all day Thursday, I still saw people there to the very end trying you know, rushing to get the stuff in. Um, and then they took the top 60, no, no, it was the top 40% ended up in A, and the bottom 60% ended up in B. And then they did the playoffs, which they did in a bracket format, head-to-head, each match, best two out of three games. They had a loser's bracket, too. So Friday was basically B, which did finish on time, because it's B. And they, they did finish. So it's like, okay, this is looking good. This is looking good. They had the class six. Class six, they did the usual format where you just keep paying for entries and the finals are on Sunday. That was unchanged. So then came then came Saturday. And basically, they played all day and did not. Do you remember, Tim, where they got to when they quit? I don't think they were even to the semifinals yet. Maybe the quarters? Oh, I can. I think you might be able to. Uh, I don't remember, but. It was it was because yeah, I came out after the um the um, banquet, which we'll talk about. But they had all the games off, and they were basically like, "We're done, enough." And this was at around I don't know ten, eleven. And I looked at the uh, brackets, and they still had rounds to go. So that obviously did not. The idea was that would be done, and then classics would be the only thing on uh, Sunday morning. I, I think they were playing to what time on Sunday. Because I know they, they didn't film it, but um, Steve Bowden was there with a well-charged cell phone, and I think he got the entire finals in there. Uh, but he said I mean, Keith played Hand of the King for so long against Zach that he didn't want to miss his flight. So okay. an hour-long game 
uh, yeah, made him and, just and so, take so off. So I think Zach was in the winner's bracket. Keith was in the loser's bracket. So Keith would have had to beat Zach twice. Zach Sharp, yep. Keith Elwin. So Keith must have beat him twice. And he did. took yet another title. The semi-retired who has won, what, Pinberg? Uh, he won Not Expo. He won, he won something else, too, didn't he? Uh, never Drains. Yeah, Never Drains. Uh, California Extreme. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so, so for a semi-retired guy, he's, 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 he's winning more than he did when he was not retired. So, and plus also building Archer. Yes, building Archer. So we're, we're to Friday now. We'll get to, uh, let's see. I'm trying to see where Alien, I thought Alien was, um, Alien was on Friday. Yeah, it was. So at 4, at 4 p.m., skipping to 4 p.m., they had the Alien reveal, which they, they already had the reveal. I mean, it was already played, but they they brought the game in and they did a, a whole thing about you know the, the making of the game and what was involved. And then they took the game and put it in the uh, vendor hall. They actually had two of them there. One was like the Ellie, which had like the rotating police light things on it, beacons, and then like the regular one, which Alien at like what is it, sixty five hundred, sixty two? How much is Alien? The price right around sixty three hundred. Yeah, sixty three hundred is like by far the biggest bargain in pinball. Really, it has to be at this point. I played it. I mean, it looks good. I mean, I I found it clunky, but again, I was missing a lot of shots. Typically, when you miss a lot of shots, it'll seem clunky. You know, no fear will seem clunky if you can't hit anything. <laughs> so, I think it was just my lack of skill. They did have one ball issue that they, one ball hang-up issue they have to fix, and they're aware of it. And you can see it kind of on my footage. The main left ramp, when you hit it, it would get to the top of the ramp. It kind of just stops sometimes, and you have to kind of nudge it. And I think there's actually some kind of lock mechanism they have there. And they, they, I, I talked to one of the programmers. They're going to do something in the area to fix the problem. The other issue was the main toy, and they showed this on their promo video, was they have a big alien head, a xenomorph, whatever it's called. I just call it the alien. And and the alien head, it like the mouth opens, closes, and there's a magnet in front of it. And what's supposed to happen is the magnet in front of it catches the ball, the alien open its, opens its mouth, and then a tongue thing comes out where the magnet grabs the ball and pulls it in. Looked cool as hell in the promo video. Unfortunately, it did not work while the game was there. So they had that. That was off. It did look cool in the promo video. Yeah, it did. <laughs> looked very cool. It looked great, in a, in, but I wish it worked there. Yeah, it did not work there. Um, the The games were really short. Where The one thing I didn't say about um, Dialed In is the games were very long. On Alien, they were very short. They had it set up. You couldn't put more than one player in. You couldn't do like four-player games. They were just doing single, but the line never got that long because the games were just like, done. You're done. I don't really have much more to say on that. I only played it two or three times. I got some footage of it. I was trying to catch someone getting a multi-ball, and I could not. I asked one of the programmers, like, what's the easiest way to get a multi-ball? And he, he basically said, if you hit under the, um, the alien head, they got two targets there, kind of like Sparky thing like if you hit it enough times that'll start a multi-ball i tried it i couldn't i couldn't get it started i couldn't you could tell that the software was really really early 
when I talked to the guys, they said that, like some of them, like the American crew that's working on it, the first time they actually got a hold of the game was Wednesday. They unveiled it Thursday. Well, just to give you an idea. <laughs> Yeah, of the time crunch they had to try to get the thing working. So, do you know which programmer you were talking to, Ron? I was talking to name some names. I'll tell you if it's the one. Joe Schober. No. I wanted to talk about how I saw his name as lead programmer on the game because he wasn't involved with Full Throttle, and he's a guy who's from the uh, Free State Pinball Association area. If you've ever seen the League Manager software, he's the one that does that. And they got him to do uh, his first pinball software on this game. But what does he look like? Uh, older guy losing his hair. Losing his hair, like glasses. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I sat right next to him in the uh, the um, banquet. He sat next to me. It was he was he was next to me, and then Koi was next to him. Okay. So yes, yeah. yes. There was two. It was the other because yeah, they announced like the two programmers. The one like they had, and and then uh, I wish. I apologize to you that I don't remember your name. I'm sorry. I, I see him at the shows, too, all the time. He's another... I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I think he worked on Full Throttle, too. So... Come on, okay, Tim. Yeah, help I me was out excited here. to see out. Joe's name because I had talked to him previously about um, just some stuff, I, some programming I did for fun involving pinball stuff and using his League Manager software to get some statistics. So I'm like, oh, there's a programmer i recognize i don't think he's made a game before this will be cool to see how this goes because he's a very good player too yeah yeah because when i saw him it's like wait a minute i recognize that guy he's a pinburg i've seen him play before it's like oh so okay yeah he actually bought a lifter in the past so ah and he's the same age as me so when you say he's yes. older you're saying i'm older you're insulting me but not as old as me no no you're you're clearly older than all of us so on to the party. Oh, oh yes, yes. And in once again in gamesmanship, and this this wasn't announced till later, uh, the, the to like a couple days before the expo, they added an event at 8 p.m. in the the main ball, well in the the ballroom where they were doing the seminars called Deep Dive into the Game, where basically they had the game set up, they had the whole design crew there. You could talk to them, you could play dialed in. And they had free pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pizza is definitely seen like a trend here. So now, that... uh, how was the food at your expo party that you paid thirty five dollars for per person? I paid thirty five bucks so to get no free food. I, I I I take it I paid for the entertainment. That's what I was paying for. Oh, and uh, and how was how did Batman play while you were there? Okay, okay, here we go. Let's let's get I'm on the shitstorm. The <laughs> shitstorm that is the party. So, go to the party. Uh, the main festivity started at eight, so I got there a little before then. You go. It's it's one of those like you know trendy, overpriced like places that type deal. Uh, they had a Ecto one and the Batmobile outside. That was cool. Everyone's taking their pictures, you know, with the the cars. Yeah, you go in. They got all the dudes, you know, with the like the security, you know, with their arms folded in front of them with the black suits on and all that. Like, really? Okay, whatever. And you tell them, I'm, I'm not a bar guy or a nightclub guy, I guess you could say. So it's just like, whatever. You walk in, they have the bar area, and they got two Ghostbusters there. That's it. That That's, that's it. Your IFPA tournament. Yay. Your IFPA tournament was basically they had one of the Ghostbusters in tournament mode, five bucks a play. 
Yeah. The other one was a free play. That was it. It was it was very obvious that Batman was supposed to be there. Well, the thing is, because because the whole thing was Batman Ghostbusters theme. They had they had what's his face um, from Ghostbusters. Help Ernie me. Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson was there signing autographs. And obviously, and they had enough space in that area where the two Ghostbusters were. There was obviously supposed to be Batman there, and it just didn't happen. Okay, so hold on. How many games did they have? At the factory, sitting uh, there. Well, they had three. Well, they're, they're, no, well no, no, they no. were the same three that they brought to Capel. That was the only three. No, I know, I know, I know that. But I mean, how many games do they have sitting in the background for all their employees to play and people who come there to play, of all their newer stuff, even stuff they're still running? I don't understand what you're asking. Well, the thing is, they should have brought these games that were sitting at the warehouse, aka Metallica. They have sitting back there. Kiss the the lineup they always show when they have demo games and that kind of stuff. Okay, you paid and you have four hundred or five hundred people coming to your place, paying thirty to thirty five bucks a piece, and all you got to see was a a roasting of. The, no, no, uh, we'll, we'll get into. Well, no, there was more to it than that. We'll we'll get into the, that some that fun. But I mean, but I, I, well, I did know, hear stories originally it was supposed to be in another location that actually had some games, but I heard that somewhere. Um. So they had, you know, Jack Danger was the MC. They had Gary Stern, like, was dressed up as the Penguin. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. So yeah. they had the first, it was basically what, what it said on the flyer. They so had smaller. an acoustic artist. She was actually excellent, the first one they had. Um, and then in between the music, or the entertainment, they would play, they just play music. And, and what music was and, that? And, and subtly, they played ACDC, Rolling Stones, and Kiss. And then they also played Aerosmith. And they also played Iron Maiden. Okay, no Metallica? Uh, no, they didn't play any Metallica. Oh, okay. They might have played so, it later. Okay. I didn't stay that so, hold long. On. Yeah, you didn't stay that long. So hold on. Going by our thing that we said, we were right about... Batman being there. We didn't know about playability, but Batman was there. So, one up for us on there. Well, Batman was not at the party. So. No. The Batman, the pinball machine. Yeah. Okay. Two. I kind of said something actually kind of a little bit true, too. The Super Ellie was supposed to look like a Batmobile. When you look at the side art and everything. Yes, you are correct. But third, Aerosmith did not make it there. So, I wanted to say... That was wrong, but I think it was planned to be there because... Because there was a, what is it called, coffee table book? By Dirty Donnie. Dirty Donnie art that was published on uh, Friday, I believe. And in that book, it had Aerosmith. Yes. The actual art. art. It had the whole cabinet, showed it with the LCD in it, so yes, it will have an LCD. And I'm thinking that that was, Aerosmith was supposed to be done by that. Yes. And they just had so many delays that it just didn't happen. Yes. So, but go ahead. Go about the still. Now we we went through all the what we were. So they had the acoustic artist. It was good. And then they had the the second one. They had. Swallow the sword. Yeah. It was a sword swallowing woman there who did the, uh, you know, walk on glass, bed of nails, sword swallowing. 
Then they had a um, magician. Then they did the roast. And they had, oh, it was <laughs> the first, they were hokey, roasting Gary Stern. Hokey, hokey. And they had um, Eugene Jarvis start, which, if, if any of our listeners have ever heard Eugene Jarvis, he's typically entertaining. And he is not adverse to using f bombs, lots of them. And he's he's the guy who did Defender, Robotron, Smash TV, Firepower, F fourteen Tomcat, taking a pinball direction. And some of the stuff he said was hit and miss. He had he had a lot of comments about shafts and shafts not working, you know, because Gary's old. Get it? Um, but he did make one comment that it was I thought was hilarious. He, he was there, but you know, but Gary. Gary, $15,000 for a pinball game? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and you hear people, ooh, like, how many boats do you need? Uh, it was just, I thought that was that was quite funny. Like, wow, okay, okay, the gloves are off. So after he was done, they had Joe Kamikow come up there, who was obviously fairly intoxicated by this part. This part. You could just... You could hear it when he was talking. Hell, if you sold 80 Super LEs. Yeah, he was celebrating LEs, big time. Yeah, he's celebrating. Yeah, kapow. So <laughs> he he starts doing like a more heartfelt Gary speech and telling everyone to be quiet. Everyone be quiet. Shut up. Be quiet. No, this is serious. Shh, quiet. And this is place. It's one of these places where like not everyone can see the stage area. There's like a bar area. And he's telling people in the back to shut up and be quiet and all this. And he keeps stopping as he's talking, telling people to be quiet when he's obviously fairly <laughs> Sounds like he had a bad set. What was that? Terrible set. Yeah. yeah. That's, you just got to give up at that point. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now it's getting to the uncomfortable land, you know. And at that point, I, I, I was there with my father. I'm there like, uh, I'm out. Because I, I, I wanted to see Ed Robertson. So, but I wasn't going to wait through all that. So I left, drove back, and, and the buses going back were full. I'll say that, too. My bus was full with, ma- with many drunk people, which I don't know how, how people get drunk that fast. They must have no tolerance, some of these younger guys. Just saying. Just saying. Because they're, they're like, oh, dude, we should stop at a gas station, get beer. You know, Tell the bus driver to stop and get some beer. Like, oh. Although we did, they did have a funny comment when we pulled up to the hotel. They're like, "Oh, look, pinball machines! That looks like fun." So <laughs> I laughed. I was just on mute. Sorry. Yes, I, I thought that we'll was true. Take. So <laughs> I I went. I was like, "I wonder how the Jersey Jack thing is going," because it was like, you know, it's like maybe ten o'clock. My now, it's like two hours later. The pizza was gone, but the games were still getting played. Uh, Steve Bound was there. I was talking to him. And then Keith Johnson comes over, and the three of us are talking for like an hour. So, and I, I, I was thinking to you, Tim. I was like, yeah, Tim would probably like to be here. He would probably get a kick out of this. He'd probably be asking, like, programming questions or something. Yeah, that's my uh, bias as a programmer myself to ask about the programming. I'd be all about to – if Keith Johnson was there, I'd just be talking about his plans for dialed in. I'd be so excited. So good thing I wasn't there. He probably would have been annoyed with me. <laughs> We did. We did say. I mean, we're mentioning the pin side thing, and he's like, "Yo, damn, yeah." And that's that's when I asked Keith, like, the LE's nine thousand. What's the regular one going to be? 
And his response was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how much more, how, how, how much we could take out of the game. So that's why I say, I don't know if there's going to be this other version that Bruce thinks there's going to be. There will be. There will okay. be. Okay. Bruce has the, Bruce has the inside info. So, no, I'm just guessing. This is totally speculation. This oh, one. There you go. I'm guessing there's going to be a third one because something will come up. Money well, will be needed. Well, what I'll, I'll, I will say, and this is one of the uh, games that uh, Bruce has brought up that he likes that I totally disagree with him on. But uh, Keith Johnson does indeed own a high roller casino. Woohoo! So, yeah, yeah. They use it during the uh, – he's one of the league locations for probably the whatever, Chicago Pinball League. Chicago, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the games they use. So, there you go. Nice. He indeed nice, has it. Nice. Um, so, so the party was a bust. Yeah, well, for me it was. I mean, there were people there who said they had a good time. I'm sure there was – I think there was like 100 people by the end that actually were stayed to hear the Ed Robertson thing, so. But, I mean, it depends what you went there for, I guess. But I'm the type, you know, I, I don't drink at all. And when people start to get intoxicated, I get thoroughly annoyed, usually when they start to get annoying. And I will just leave. That, that's, that's my MO. And it's, it, it's, as soon as Kamikow got in the mic, and it was very obvious when he started speaking, like, oh, okay, he's feeling no pain. And then it's, it starts to get to the awkward thing. It's like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. So that was that was the party. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, I'm trying to think if there anything else interesting came up in our conversation that I could actually mention on the air. Oh, yeah, Keith did say uh, th- they were saying on Pinside that he didn't look enthused during the Periscope um, reveal. And, and, and I just want to let everyone know, as, as, as Keith told me, he got 20 hours of sleep in the last week. That's like, like maybe three hours of sleep a day. Getting the game ready for these people for for these people to play. So if he didn't look totally enthused, deal That's with it. That's the reason. <laughs> you know? So okay. So Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Let's see. I'm going to the um, schedule here. I already, I already know. I'm going to lead this one. Yeah, lead this one because by Saturday I've seen pretty much all the stuff, and I'm just kind of going and playing games at Chicago this point. Gaming. Okay. Cancels. Completely does not show up at all. No games, no message, no comment, nothing. I did hear through the grapevine, though, that whatever the next show is, or one of the next shows, they will announce Attack from Mars. So take that as it it may. I, I did hear that through the pinball grapevine, so we'll see if that's right. Okay. Uh, P3 was there again. Yep. Again. Multimorphic. Yeah, multimorphic. The fourth year we have not seen a pinball machine. Well, it, well, the the name of his thing was Multimorphic, the P3, the future is here today. So I figure it's got to be close. It's got to be close. Nope, he said February. All right. Which I can't believe because he said last year it was going to be coming out this year. Hey, you know, delays, delays. Four years? Eh. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not on that boat. Sorry, sorry, it's just the truth. They had a lot of the, um, in the vendor hall, they had a lot of those custom one-off games. They also had the, uh, they had the Pabst Crusher, whatever that thing is called. Beer Can Crusher. That thing sucked. 
Yeah, that thing sucked. Art's that was beautiful. Oh, I was annoyed by the the music and the the, the speech calls almost instantly. Is is that the same playfield as well, Nelly? Yes, it is. Exactly. Okay. Exactly the same. So it's yeah. different art. Okay, because you know, I'm playing. It's like this playfield looks familiar. So exactly then, the same. then I played the dominoes game. And. Well, I wasn't crazy about the Gottlieb System 1 sounds that it was giving me. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, where's the sound effects? Like, really? This is the sound package? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I know it's early. Give it time. I, I just thought it was pretty barren no, game to they're be They're shipping. Wh- yeah, well, what, is, shipping what is now. it, like five grand, though? How much is that game? 5200 And it's an e-commerce It's an e-commerce deal through Domino's. Where yeah. You have to buy yes. them through Domino's. I just... Yeah. Eh. But PBR is the same with um, you have to buy it yes, for PBR. Yeah, for Pastoral Ruin, yeah. yes. Now, I saw some things I liked in the uh, the Buffy. Looked very nice. Yeah, Buffy but uh, I, I want to give a shout out, and I don't know the guy's name. But there was a Nightmare Before Christmas there. I heard about this. One-off game, and he had like, the ramps were like cardboard. But, dear God, that thing played good. My word! I mean, you would just go to buy shots and flow. I want to see that playfield used somewhere, or maybe hire some somebody. Hire him then. If you if hire you this like guy, game, man, hire him. I don't know who he is, but hire him because he's there. You know, yeah, I'm making it for myself. So you know, unless I, I hope he's there next year. I hope it's more complete. I mean, I didn't even care about the software in this case. It just felt so good to shoot. It was I? I just thought I'd give a shout out there because he was right across from the three Batmans. Which I thought was funny. So you got, you got these games here that I can't play, and then you got this dude with a game with like cardboard ramps, and I'm getting more enjoyment than staring at the Batman games. Yikes! So I like yeah. the Iron Man back uh, box that they did. Somebody did. It did Iron Man with what the LCD in it. LCD display yeah. with the uh, movie stuff in it looked really good. Yeah. I wish. Which is a one-off that you'll never get to play unless you go to Expo. So. Yeah, of course. Great. Thanks, you know, guys. You know. uh, well, licensing, man. What do you want? The best thing I saw. Yeah, I know. The best thing I saw was actually Duncan Brown's uh, thing about the lost Harry Williams design. Yep, they had that right outside the um, free play area. I got to play that. And? It's all right. For a, like 1972 EM, which is what it would have been if it was made. Yeah. Had like a motor in it, rotating thing. It played all right. That's cool, but at least you, that, Duncan was so dedicated. That's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's 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 Harry Williams. How can you go wrong? I know you. How can you go wrong? How can it is, if Python Angelo was alive, he would agree with me because Harry Williams was God, according to him. Okay, so show one through ten. We're gonna well, hold on. Vendors inside the hall. Oh, you. I, I'm not gonna be able to remember any of them. Sorry. No, no, I'm not saying that. How were they compared? Like to you know less than last them, year. Just say like. Less than last year. Less than rating. Last year. So, oh, wait, rating? Yeah, like say one through ten. You know, one being the worst. Like, oh god, I'd never, you know, go back to the show because of the vendor thing oh. so bad. I mean, uh, I don't like to give ratings. I'll say, un- I'll say less than Allentown. Okay, that's not good. Uh, you said the mood was, you know, JJP versus. Uh, Stern. Yeah, JJP, JJP versus Stern. I'll say the, the the attendance was definitely down, even though the the free play room rebounded. 
Yes, I saw that. Because the, the really 30th anniversary, not the 30th, the 30th Expo was like the, the best. They had like so many games. They actually had an overflow room for the free play area. Then last year, it kind of went down. This year, at least. Borgard had a Borgard had a bigger place, too. Bigger spot this year. Who had a bigger spot? Borgard. That's the same room. Oh, it was? It was I the same room. Same room he's always in. He won't be there next year. He said that last year, too, but he said that again. He did say that. Yes. Yeah. Because it seems like uh, Pesach pissed a lot of people off again. But that, they say that at the end of every expo. Yeah. Congratulations to Oren Day. Getting recognized by the uh, Mike Pesach and them for uh, his service in the pinball community. And Connie Mitchell. Yes. In the Hall of Fame. And um, and the guy responsible for taking all those wonderful photorealistic back glasses on those Gottliebs. You know, like Hollywood Heat, oh, Genesis. No. Yes, he oh, was inducted God. into the Hall of Fame. And okay, he had a really fail. funny story, too. So he, he was very entertaining. I'll say that. That's all on that one. But yeah. congratulations to Oren. I've known Oren for many years, and he is a great guy. So, um, so that was... Um, that was the show. You left Sunday morning, like yeah, always. Left left Sunday morning. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I missed. Um, you missed the finals of the tournament. Well, we will, yeah, I missed the finals <laughs> of the tournament. I, I don't. We don't stay for that. That's why I never play in the tournament because we leave Sunday morning. Who won the uh, classics? Yeah, yeah, Tim. Who won the classics? I never heard anything. Oh, I don't remember. Fail. <laughs> Bob gave a post on Tilt Forums, but I'm going to have to look it up, so we can skip okay. that for now. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Tim's our tournament expert, and he can't give me the, the results. Well, I just remember hearing about the main and all the stuff that happened there. I'd like to talk about that if we have yeah, time. We Go all ahead. Right. We, we have this is, this is the post-Expo Spectacular. This needs to run long. This is an important show. Right. Okay. Well... The final rounds were Zach Sharp versus Keith Elwin, um, two of the best pitball players in the world. And I heard from Steve Bowden that Keith Elwin played Hand of the King for so long against Zach Sharp that, you know, I said he had to leave or he thought he was going to miss his flight. So he didn't actually get to see that multi-ball ever end. And... um I think this is going to, as Expo has in the past, this is going to prompt a needed code change in Game of Thrones code because I was thinking about the situation. What happens if you're playing head-to-head against someone and your opponent puts up $10 billion in Hand of the King and you play your Hand of the King and you drain out? There's no way on the game right now to get $10 billion unless you have a really good Iron Throne and even then it's tough. Hand of the King is so over valued right now especially if you go into it with the perfect stack of stark tyrell lannister and Greyjoy with your martell adabal so um i think this will prompt some code changes like we saw with star trek uh back two years ago when yorian uh timed out every mode uh, to yeah i did success see that. there yes. yeah well then they should have actually played star trek because i need another freaking code update to fix the damn bugs <laughs> what what are the bugs in Star Trek? What's wrong with Star but Trek? They did have Star Trek there. Yeah, but there are still bugs in Star Trek. Like what? Keith Keith actually uh, made it where it said error on the screen. But that's if you get to like five year mission or whatever. You're, I'm not getting to that. 
What oh, do I yeah. care? Keith has mentioned those bugs before. In the yes, Wizard he has, Coast. and they know about them, and they just go, eh, it's mostly done. There's bugs in uh, the second episode of, uh, I forget now, it's been so long, but there's, you know, it's been 18 months, it needs a tweak. Isn't the new Ghostbusters code supposedly buggy? Oh, I yes, can talk yes. all about those bugs, too. Well, that's going to be coming up. That's next, actually. That's the next thing. But So, yeah, it ran long. The tournament, I think, ended at 545 Sunday. Which is, which is good for them. Yeah, but still, they were trying for a lot earlier. Now, if if they did what Levy did and just used all stars, they would have been minutes. done immediately. It just Hey, we haven't done that yet. Also, we need more stars. If you have a stars... Please get in contact with myself or Levy by October 29th. And sell it to me afterwards. <laughs> well, I, I have one, but I'm not going to New York City. Sorry. Dang it, Ron. We need your stars. We need to make it the greatest stars-only tournament ever. I just yeah. – what was it called? Like the All-Stars Tournament? Yes. I love that. The All-Stars Tournament. People... Right now we only have two copies of stars. Really? We can get two, two more. more. Yeah. You only have two, so you got Keelers and... and Levy uh, had one. Okay, yeah. so, wow, so that's it, man. Come on, people, respond. It's got to be some yes. like If you bring a Stars or sell a Stars to Levy, you get free entry into the tournament. Also probably something a little better than that, but free entry, guaranteed. <laughs> free entry for, like, don't you play, like, one ball or something? That's if only you the sell it to me. If you sell it to stars to me, I'll let the guys buy, use it. How's that? So okay, so two people will too. buy your stars. Stars is high in demand. You can probably get a good price on it. Uh, I know. I, I, if somebody sells me a stars, they can deliver it right there. You know, we'll figure a way to get it down to New York City. How's that sound? That sounds awesome. I, there you go. I We're putting it out there, folks. See. We need your stars. Yeah, and this, this tournament team. features the lowest available TGP Lowest poppers allowed by law. By law. Jesus. This is a tournament where one ball on stars is your qualifying entry. You get one chance. That game does not count as a valid pinball game, but we move on to the finals where it's one ball head-to-head games until we get to the final two players where they finally play a three-ball game of stars. This is the one valid game. So this tournament will last five minutes? Yes. It's going to be the be shortest streamed. tournament ever. It'll all be streamed on my uh, Twitch channel, too. At yes, Tim- let's plug that. Yes. I've been Tim streaming Balls. a lot of pinball, and uh, it's having a lot of fun. Um, and what was the last game you tw- you uh, did? That you that you streamed on your Twitch channel, Tim Balls. Yes, Tim Balls. Yeah. T-I-M-B-A-L-L-S. I streamed brand new code Ghostbusters with so, a... Center post. What? Oh, okay, what? So, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Was this a factory option? No, it's not. This is a modification to the game. So somebody was crazy enough to drill. No, now- no drilling. This is okay. a upside down center post. This comes off. It's an extended slingshot, which is also a airball protector above the flippers, kind of, and the. Center post comes uh, down from that. Yeah, you, you'll slow. you'll see it when you come to my house, Bruce. So it's cheating. I I I, I bought the piece. It, I bought the piece for the to prevent the balls jumping over the rails. I wasn't planning on putting the center post piece in, but it comes so with cheating. the kit. 
It's cheating. It's it's a it's a modification to the game. It's cheating. Well, <laughs> you might say that um, a game like Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, is supposed to have full length flippers according to the game manual, but I, most everyone puts lightning flippers on them. Well, actually, St- Williams did. They changed at the last millisecond because yeah. they. They had but so it was many designed allegedly for full length. No, flippers. yeah, but here's the deal: Dracula, Fish Tales, Doctor Who—they were all designed with regular flippers. They were switched to lightning flippers due to requests from their distributor in Germany, who was their biggest customer. That's why they ended up that way. So you can argue all those games are supposed to be played with regular flippers. You can also argue that. Stern Spider-Man should be played with a center post, but sometimes it's removed, especially at Papa events. I like the lightning flippers on a, on a Spider-Man myself. Right. But what I will say after having played it is the analogy for Ghostbusters with a center post and without a center post. Ghostbusters without a center post is the raw, real experience. This is like you're walking into the actual Amazon rainforest and you want to be right there with nature, but you're constantly checking your boots and your pants for the most deadly animals, snakes and insects that'll sting you and kill you and maim you and spiders and stuff. Ghostbusters with the center post. Yes. <laughs> Ghostbusters with the center post is Rainforest Cafe. It's fun, oh comfortable. You get a lion's oh watching you eat some ribs. Uh, it's, it's a great time. You got music from the 90s. Everything's all cheery and stuff. It's a... Uh, much uh, more Americanized experience. Because music from the 90s was really cheery. Ele- elevator music is what I was more okay. to. I'm thinking grunge. It's like the 90s had some of the most depressing music ever. Now, hold on. Now, if you didn't have the center post with the new 1.10 rules, how is it? If I didn't have the center post? Oh, yes, it's... but you still had the 1.10 right. where you don't yeah, have to talk go about the code. Re- when you right. don't reload... Well, tell us first the changes. I'll yeah, let you yeah. talk. So let's have Tim, the code guy, explain to us the changes. The biggest change is mode uh, status. So normally on Ghostbusters, if you don't start your scene, depending on the game settings, like easy, medium, or hard, you have to hit the ghost a certain number of times to bring the ghost down, then hit your ghost, and then that lights your modes. This time, it's like factory settings. It's just one hit to the ghost target, no matter what, how hard you make it. Or not, no matter what um, part, not hard you make it, but how far you are in the game. So if your modes time out, you just hit the ghost target one time, it brings the ghost down. You don't have to spell ghost out anymore. So those targets are always flashing, which makes it a little easier to pound away on that ghost target because you don't think you're, you're not as likely to drain from making that dangerous shot over and over. Um, but your modes themselves continue from ball to ball. So if you end a ball, but your mode's still running, you don't have to plunge the skill shot anymore to continue it, or you don't have to bring Slimer down to continue it. It just starts off continued. Um, but this causes an issue because the skill shots, as you may know in Ghostbusters, the super skill shots or the playfield skill shots say things like, negative ESP ability or award Tobin's guide. But those things aren't available during while modes running. Now that the modes continued, if you plunge that on the skill shot, it says it's awarded, but it will never give you that award. 
So that's a little bit of a Ghostbusters bug right now if you keep mode continue on. There's also mode timeout where if you um, don't hit all your shots in a mode, you just go on to the next mode. You don't, or you, when you hit your ghost again, you can just start at the next one. You don't have to pick up where you left off, which puts the we came, we saw mini wizard mode much more into play in the new Ghostbusters. Does the code. timer stop if you don't hit anything or do you just time everything yes. out? You can't, it's not like, they learn their lesson for that, for sure. You, if you just trap the ball in a flipper, your timer will pause. So you actually have to be making switch hits to progress. Well, they, they you know, they don't always learn quickly. Because I remember on when Family Guy first came out, and they put that in tournaments. Everyone would just start all the TV modes and just time them all out. Get the TV wizard mode. It's one of the most boring things ever. Yeah. No, you uh, have to make switch hits to continue. Any other changes? I... Yeah, just, well, the game's pretty much becoming a game that diverges heavily between tournament play and um, non-tournament settings, where in tournament settings, you have to earn your awards and certain things and stuff. In regular settings, you're getting crazy awards out of the pop bumpers, like light extra ball from the pop bumpers. You get... um, Adaballs lit much more easily. You get Adaballs from the pop-uppers. You get Adaballs from the captive ball. And there's a new video mode on it, too, called Don't yes. Cross the Streams. Oh, and how joy. Uh, it's much more enjoyable than the other video mode, which is a luck-based video mode. This one requires a little more skill. And um, it's more like solid points than the risk-reward of the negative ESP video mode. So this was your first time playing a premium, right? Second time. I played okay. the premium at Sunshine Laundromat, which um, made me never want to play Ghostbusters again. Okay. Because uh, the scoop wasn't... The left scoop was going straight down the middle every time. The tilt was tight. I had to slide save constantly, which is one thing the center post takes away is damage to your floor and the game from slide saving all the time to cover the center gap. And uh, the the Magnus Leagues were much more friendly. I don't know if that was code or just the way they were this time. But times when the Magnus League would throw the ball straight down the middle were mitigated by the center post. Cheap drains like that were often not as tragic as they would be without it. So I honestly say, yeah, it's a different game with the center post, but it's one where you feel less ripped off. You can argue, and many people have, and many people who want to be macho, macho pinball guys think, macho, oh, you got to play macho it. Macho pinball guys, yeah, I want to be a macho guy. Oh, sorry. An old 70s uh, song that he won't know. Yeah, I've never heard that song before. Uh, village people, you don't want to hear I know. it. <laughs> That's their, like, number two hit after YMCA. Wow, see, Tim even knows the oldies. I think he just said that. No, but he really know it. And, you know, oh, he, he, knew, he, he knew that, huh? How about In the Navy? Was that their third biggest hit? Third. Probably. I mean, I have a Village People record. I could. Excellent. Wow. <laughs> All look right. at it. It's in my other. Well, I believe one of those macho pinball guys you're talking about is Levy. I'm not going to name names. Yeah, but I'll name people... names because he said it right on Facebook. <laughs> he said it'll, I think he says something about it'll knock the universe out of alignment or something if he used the center post. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is just, um, to use a very uh, contemporary phrase here, this is toxic max- masculinity run amok. People <laughs> saying 
trading wheels, all this stuff. It's a different game, and it's a much more relaxing game. The stress just melts away. It's um, it it brings the game time up to that of any other stern, besides maybe Metallica, where you're hitting and Walking Dead. It brings it up to Game of Thrones level. It brings it up to ACDC level. It doesn't make it super long or anything because Ghostbusters right now, you're lucky if you get a minute per ball. But So it, you're a convert? Yes, I'm a convert to the center post for recreational play. Tournaments, by all means, keep it factory. It's tough. Um, okay. But it uh, every time, I kind of said, every time it hits the center post, it's preventing me from either making a huge slide save or just a drain. And... Okay. If you look at all the times on my stream, because you can see the uploaded video of how many times it hits that center post, and you think count all those as drains, you'd see, wow, this is really um, a big change. But uh, we're having more fun. Okay. More fun. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So any, any, other, any other rants? Uh, we have one. I know he does. I know he's got one in him. Okay. Oh, why? I can talk about wide bodies. That's what I wanted to hear. Wide, wide bodies. Okay. We're talking about just just any wide body, just generic. Well, aliens a wide body, and um, dialed it is not a wide body. That right? is correct. Yes. And I would say that dialed in definitely won Expo, won the show totally of all agree. the new games there, and it feels better. And I would argue that. And part of that is because it's not a wide body. Now, the reason I say this is because I will agree with Bruce that wide bodies, Bally wide bodies, like Paragon and Future Spar are awesome, fun games. They're great. Um, there's a couple others. Yeah, there's there's some good ones. Big game. There's uh, Flight 2000, even though if you go, you have to go by the, the Scott rules. <laughs> Definitely got to go by the Scott rules. Well, but also there's, there's different classes of wide bodies. Like Paragon is a wide, wide body. No, something actually, like, Gottlieb so, is the widest. Yeah, and, but something like Big Game is not as wide. Something like Big Game is no. more like a Twilight Zone or Star yes. Trek Next Generation type wide. Yes. So, but I'll say once you get to the DMD era of games, there, unless someone can prove can come up with a contrary example when you get to the bottom quarter of the play field on a wide body you start to run into problems and what i think is like wizard of oz you have these what do you do in the outlane areas there's so much space here we have to do something oh let's put a stupid little rollover game that puts your ball back into play for some reason or you have um hobbit where it's like well what do we do here there's so much space at the bottom let's just add 12 more in lanes and make it so no one could ever lose their ball and put a center post on why not that's a case where the game does not need a center post i'll say that can i mention one thing i noticed on all three jersey jack games ron's pet peeve the left kickback works every freaking time well definitely on on dialed in it did Yes, it and did. So it does on Hobbit, and so it does on uh, well, Wizard of Oz. On okay, Tim, so how about what? Demo Man? I don't see anything weird down there. Hmm. Demo Man has just weird slingshots, but um, Indiana Jones. That has see that has a uh, interesting 
code fix for the out lanes because when you hit the center drop targets, it goes out lane so often just because of the geometry of the play field that if you hit it fast enough, it has to give you the ball back into play. You don't have, no, 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 you can disable that. You can, but... Yes, but you uh, can disable it. Yeah. And uh, a Star Trek, same way. Star Trek doesn't have next-gen. They're just very open... Outlane, well, but... you you can argue the, the slings are up so high because of the cannons. Basically, anything that goes in the area is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Popeye. Popeye. I I played a Popeye yesterday, and I don't get that game. <laughs> My wife actually loves it. Kathy actually loves it. We played it at uh, Neil Parrish's house a couple nights a couple weeks ago. She played that more than any other game, including Shadow. Well, maybe if you get that, you can get rid of the uh, the um, sea witch and give it to me. Mm, not gonna happen. Oh well, I tried. Yes, so, so did. here's the thing. I'll I'll continue this rant. Go ahead, rant um, away. We interrupt it. Go. William, Williams knows how to fix things. I'll admit that Williams has made the wide body work. But um, Jersey Jack and Highway both went right for wide bodies, and. I'm not sure why, because I wouldn't. I would say that the size of a pinball machine, um, making it wider, making adding more shots doesn't make it any more fun. Especially if those shots aren't fun to hit. I think that's kind of the case with full throttle. It has 18 shots, but the game's so split up that like when you start a mode, it's just going to be like shoot any right shot, <laughs> all four of them are lit. Shoot any left shot, all four of them are lit. So uh, if you're considering starting a new pinball company now in 2016 or the future, uh, just go with regular length. Uh, no need to get crazy with wide bodies. Just the normal length is fine. Width. You don't have to come up with stupid – yeah, normal width, sorry. <laughs> you don't have to come up with stupid outlane games. You don't have to design your outlanes like a funnel, which it sort of looks like a little bit on Alien. We'll see when I play it uh, to make it more fun because it's not – more fun to play pinball after you lose your pinball. That's a mini rant, but it's one that I thought was worth sharing. Yeah. yeah so, so you basically, you, you, you're kind of going with the Steve Ritchie thing where the, the, the flipper area is the sacred area and you don't do any weird shit in the area. Yes. That's Levy and I talk about this all the time. They figured this formula out way back in the day. Just keep it what it is. We, when you have like Paragon or Future Spy, you could get away with putting a pop bumper in the outlane area there. And that just, I don't think anyone would try that today. And for good reason. Um, it just, there's no way you could make that pop bumper fun in a, an outlane area, I think, yet. So no one's tried that, but they're still trying to do wide bodies. And uh, it's not meant to be fun, it's meant to drain you. That's why it's awesome. No, you can work that pop-up or yes, paragon like crazy, and you can get it to go into the inlane. Yeah, and a thousand points, like a future spot, thousand point pop-up could be a the difference maker in that game. A thousand point pop-up on any contemporary game is not going to be a difference maker, unfortunately. Yeah, if you're playing paragon and it goes over that left side, as you're trying to bump it out of there, lift up your left flipper, make sure it's up. Because if you don't, oh, just in case. It, yeah. it, it can hit right on that pop-up at the right angle, and doom, it'll just shoot right down the end lane and drain it on you if, you if you don't have that sucker up. Usually, they always tell you never keep your flippers up. This is one exception. 
So only keep the one flipper. Yeah, only keep the, the one flipper up. Yeah. yeah, Alien. It's got like the right side. It kind of has the um, the loop around to the in lane, kind of like full throttle like. And then the left side, it's got the bizarre like those posts, which are supposed to eventually what's what they said that's for is what will happen is if you have a ball locked, there's like two inserts there. One of them will light. And then if you go down the lane with the insert, the lit insert, you'll get the ball back. The one you locked will unlock. Okay. But you'll have to relock it. That's that's what that's for. That's how it's supposed to work. I kind of like that idea. It's almost like uh, Last Chance on Black Knight 2000. Yes, which according to Keith Johnson, that is a bug. That it, when you if you ever play Black Knight, when you when you when you get last chance, you can no longer lock balls. Right now, I always oh, thought, I thought that, that was, was just feature. done on purpose. He said it's a bug. Well, no, there's well, hold on, there's a revision that fixes that bug. Because I played a one in Central New York and I can lock the balls after getting last chance. Yeah, I want to double so check I that. A... I want I want to see that. What what revision? That that's something some homebrew thing. If someone did that, possibly. But yeah, there, uh, the one in Central New York I can lock afterwards. I went and got jackpot after. I always took it to mean like yeah, it's your last chance. Like you don't drain, but you can't lock balls now. You have to get an extra ball now, if if you want. Because if you get an extra ball when you play that, then then you can lock balls again. But I guess Keith says a bug. Like he talked to Larry Demar in the program. It's a bug. So <laughs> like I thought it was a feature. So there you go. Ron repairs none probably right. None. Um, I made a little modification to the Metallica, where I removed the block of doom and replaced it with the uh, Newton ball. Ah, uh, good like, boy. Like the pro is, yes. and it doesn't really change anything. It registers just the same. It just. It looks nice. It looks better, and the block was already getting pounded to shit. So, um, and let's see, anything else? No, that that was that was my only, and that's not really repair. That's just a modification. Tim? Do I have any repair, repair news? Yeah, yep. how about you, Tim? Is Roller Games still working for you? Yeah, Roller Games works great. Um, well, no, I do have a little things I could tweak on it right now. I'm having problems with uh, getting the plunger to go all the way around i think just because my springs getting a little weak okay so maybe want to fix that but yeah everything that, else works great that takes the uh the super stiff spring yep yes it does. They, they use that uh, it's like black knight 2000 i think has it centaur is officially <gasps> done oh my it's god it's done it, finally it's done finally it will be available at the Finger Lakes. My tournament. <laughs> Finger Lakes open. So that's a good thing. Uh, next week, Zach is coming over. Got to plug Zach again. Zach is going to come over. And we're oh going my. to, when I get back from, oh my, when I get back from Atlanta, we're going to start playing with nine ball and see if we can get that ready for the tournament. Good luck, sir. Another great. Well, you're Stern supposed game. to help me, but you haven't. I know it is a great Stern game. Uh, I'd like to give a couple shout-outs to uh, some plugs. We got to plug our our fans. We had three. We had a lot of comments actually on the videos so far. 
which is very good. Keep them coming, guys. Yeah, uh, we, we had we had Scott, of course, comment that said basically alien look aliens. Yeah, it looks clunky. Sucked. Yeah, that's Scott's usually his comments are usually they're rarely um glowing. Yes. Uh Eric uh Russell from Central New York, our friend, all three of us, he commented on uh Scott's uh commentary about too hard of a too tight of a tilt. So let's talk about that real fast. Eric feels like a game should not be now I don't know, have you ever played a Scottified game, Mr. Tim? Uh, I don't know what that means. It's before uh, his time. He's, he's never been in any Lord of Scott's the Rings, tournaments. Though. It's tighter than that. Tighter okay. than that. I see. I don't. I never tilted his games. I never had a problem. Neither do I. And neither do I. But other people, of course, did and walked them across the floor, as he said. And truly, I remember that. I remember that happening. And I was like, man. And then he then and then he went Scottified. He actually is in uh, the Steve Bowden Fun with Bonus. Uh, I actually looked it up, and he does have his thing in there, Scottified, you know, where a machine is really tight tilt, and Eric disagreed with that wholeheartedly. What do you guys think? I never thought his tilts were over the uh, – they're no tighter than what I have. Honestly. I agree. But, I, I, never, but, I never had issues tilting his game. Um, In my opinion, as someone who – um, like to, to save. I yeah, I like to move games. I also like to save up my tilt warnings for one big slide, yes. because of um, the advantage you can take for debounce time on Stearns and stuff. Mm-hmm. That no matter how tight you set your tilt, it's never going to prevent a player from sliding it. <laughs> pretty much, unless you don't have unless you have rubber feet underneath it. But I I proved that wrong at Pinburg by walking some games across the room there. Yeah. Um, I'm not that big of a guy, too, but you really no, put know, your whole weight into it and well, you can get those things to boost It'll still. never prevent you from sliding a stern. Yes. yes. You're sliding like an old valley. It's just going to tilt. Done. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, do that for that. I mean, if, but, uh, the But I tilts, believe in some games you need to have a tighter tilt yes, than others. Yes, I, I think it varies with with the game. If it you're does. playing like World Poker Tour or any of those turns, it's got to be tight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing, if you're playing like a... Stars, and you make it ridiculously tight, you've just you you've just ruined the whole game. You've ruined the whole game, and you've ruined any enjoyment because you will just suck. You will not be able to Absolutely. do anything on. So, there is a game that um people like to set tight, uh, but I think it's too much, and it happens a lot, which is Lord of the Rings. No, tight, tight, tight. Well, they, no, they I mean like tight, tight, yes, but uh, the tilt debounce time is very, very low on that. So one big move is going to tilt you if you have it set like three quarters of the way up. But I'm, yeah. people get it all the way up, and there's a problem, it seems, I've noticed in all Lord of the Rings where the action, I think, on that diverter to the orthanic shot moves right into the tilt bob for some reason. So when you get balls plunged out in multi-ball, I've just noticed a lot of quote-unquote phantom tilts, which are because of just some weird design to that play field, putting action on the tilt bob from the auto launch. Well, Something about the auto launch. Yeah, well, th- there's also, and here's a tip. This is just actually a Keith Elwin tip. The Stearns of that era, like your early 2000s, Lord of the Rings, like uh, Simpsons, Simpsons. T three, 
they had issues with the ring itself. So you get bizarre tilt behavior. He recommends highly to sand down the ring. Yes. Take away the gold coating so it's actually metal. Yeah. That's it, it almost like a gold, like a, like a, not a copper, but it's like a gold. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I, I had a lot of, I'd have weird issues on my T3 where sometimes like you'd shove the thing and you'd hear the thing just bouncing all over the place, hitting the ring and it wouldn't register. And other times I barely breathe on it and it would tilt immediately. All that weird behavior went away after I did that. Okay, so maybe that's the trick. So it, it's all, like, I guess early 2000 games have this issue. So he had some other tip other than sanding it, too. But Keep sanding it, I think. Was yeah. the, oh, he's no, like, maybe it was. You'll be surprised. <laughs> it might have been like sanding where it actually hooks on to, to the, the other part. Oh, the ring, yes, the top part. If the you top part would actually, it, yeah. yeah it goes Just to around. make sure the connectivity the is good or tighten it or make sure everything is, is good there. So there you go. I, I wish I could find the post. It might have been on Till Forums, so you can look for it there, Tim. I, it's It was there, so I'm trying to think of the the subject that brought it up, but I think it was on Till Forums he brought that up. And sure enough, I went right downstairs and tried it. It's like, oh, that worked, thanks. Did you see the video that uh, that uh, Steve posted on Fun with Bonus about the tilts? Oh, the one that Soren made, I think. Yeah, that's really good. I still really have to look good. at that. Yeah, it was. It's really very, good. very interesting. Yes, a lot of knowledge on how to set up a tilt, the theory behind tilting, everything, and the balance and the moving the ring. He did an excellent job. He also Great explained job. phantom tilts in yes, a way that was very awesome and very logical. Um, if you want to go to YouTube and search the pinball tilt and buy the channel dots and loops or go to fun with bonus and look at recent posts, I highly recommend watching the 17 yes. minute video. If you want to become a better pinball player, it taught me so much about how to move the game and what to look for or setting up the game and setting it up. Set- yes. Damn, I'll, have yes. to, I'll have to look at this video. I've not it's seen this very, video. very, I recommend it for everyone. Please. That's, a, that's a true pinball peak. podcast thing right there saying like, you really need to watch this video about the plumb bob. Yeah. It's awesome. so a little sneak peek of something. He points out the reason for phantom tilts is that when you move the game, you get the tilt bob moving on a certain axis, yes. but the tilt bob will only settle on another axis because if you think about how the um, bob is being held in place on the hook, it's only going to move parallel or perpendicular to that hook, and it wants to find that axis to rotate on. So if your ring is out of alignment, it may go into that axis and then tilt after you've made a move a while ago. So... And it was he has a video like explaining how it work. He shows you how that motion would happen. It's pretty cool. Yeah, he tells you how to use your ruler and see how it moves. Really great stuff. Use your Highly ruler. Oh my. Oh my. Check your outhole too. Oh god. A uh, couple more things. Uh, do you want to do games we like, games we hate, or we're just gonna wait on that? Uh, we'll wait week? on that. Well, Tim might have one or two. You don't know. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, Tim, I'll... do you have anything? Um, if not, no big deal. We can skip. Now we can skip. Okay. Skipping. A- any any new uh, playfield feature you'd like to see? Uh, or just oh, new I can feature? talk about that new feature okay. I would like to see. 
I want to see um, a lot of dynamic, randomly generated video content. What I want to see in Dialed In with completed software is instead of pre-rendered videos of a city being destroyed, I want to see seeded disasters like in SimCity come in like a hurricane and come destroy the city, and I want to see the growth of the city dynamically done. I want to see something that really sets the LCD apart from the DMD as not just an extended DMD with better graphics, but a new frontier of technology. So me, the young guy, the software guy, wants to a see... A new frontier of technology. Yes. I want this LCD era to really distinguish itself from the DMD era. So that, that should be their Jersey Jack, a new frontier of technology. Also, uh, if anyone wants to hire me, uh, I can send you my resume of a programmer. <laughs> it's a pinball. <laughs> I, should, I should have said that to Keith. You know, I know this guy, Tim. To, uh, Ron? I know you by now. I've argued with him on the forums enough. Oh. Ron? Any, yes, sir. Any, uh, any uh, new thing you'd like to see in pinball? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that. I forgot I what I did last week when I didn't, um, didn't record. Uh, I will see though, one, another thing about dialed in, like I haven't plugged it enough. One of your previous features you'd like to see, or like to see come back where you said the, uh, the skill shot, mm-hmm. like in the lane, like the inserts, like Lord of the Rings, where it's yeah. got the different choices yeah. that's on dialed in i see it wasn't implemented yet because you could see the inserts there but they didn't do anything <laughs> but that's only 20 percent yeah it's only 20 percent they figured we don't need that percent for the uh to play it right now so very cool my thing is going to be actually a bad thing but i know it's going to be coming soon with the pricing of these games going up to nine and ten thousand dollars and if they go on location Ugh. i hate to say it guys it's going to be a buck fifty soon per game it's gonna happen. It's gonna be a buck fifty soon. I hate to say it, it's gonna happen. I think all games should really just you should just use a card or an app or something to pay for it. You shouldn't even need Apple money. Pay. Really. Pay. I mean it shouldn't even be a big deal that it's a buck fifty whatever, you just like doop, there you go. Yeah. But I you watch. It's gonna if, go to a buck fifty. If the price goes up that high, then I wanna see the games be a pinball machine and a like fully uh, fledged out SimCity remake in the game too with higher gra- oh that's one thing I mentioned because I wanted dynamic video content the whole point of arcade games historically was you could put all the latest and greatest technology in them because you were selling them for more than you were with a console put a ton of graphics cards in there get some awesome rendered content going in real time make it au- better than video games make it awesome just take it to the next level and keep doing that. So well, pin- that's pinball's already hope. better than video games. Come on. It is. Yes. But you could do so much more still. Okay. So I hate to say that's going to be a future thing. I hate to say it's going to happen. I'm probably- yeah, but it probably will. One comment we'd like to talk about. Uh, iTunes. We have one negative comment on our iTunes thing. Oh, Hopefully that, some yeah. of our listeners will actually come up and step up and say, hey, we actually like your thing. The guy did it, I think, week one or two. Yeah, week one. We suck. We're boring. And they put yeah. it on there. And it's like, it's the only comment. It just kind of sits there. So if you guys, if you're listening, if you if you have an iTunes account, please post your comments. It would be nice to see. That's all we're asking. 
tell us how we did. If we suck more, or if we it. suck more, say you're the we're the worst podcast you've ever seen, and we can't imagine anyone will listen to this because that would actually increase our viewership. Uh, one more piece of news. Uh, upcoming tournaments? Nope. Oh. Nope. Pinball Wizard is being released on iTunes October 21st. Pinball with the movie? Not the the movie with Gagno in it. With Robert Gagno. Wizard mode. Wizard, Wizard mode. I was about to say, it wasn't called Pinball Wizard. Oh, sorry, Dan. I wrote it wrong. Uh, Wizard mode is coming out on iTunes October 21st. Which is, by the time this will be released, it'll probably be the next day. It'll be Friday. And no spoilers, but it does have a happy ending. So definitely, if you like pinball, you want to see a good movie, definitely buy it on iTunes. You know, check it out. Highly recommend. Upcoming tournaments. Here we go. I got my list in front of me. Well, I'll do it. I'll do this one because I, I believe Tim is participating. I think. No, I'm not anymore. I had to back out. I'm sorry. You had to back out. Yep. Family comes first. But I may be able to go to Bruce's thing now. All right. Yes. Yes. He's not going to be a Pittsoberfest. One less competitor to go against. Yes. You can stay over, Tim. Oh, thank you very much. You are welcome. See, that's how much of a friend Tim is. And since Ron's not going to be there, you get first dibs. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Pintoberfest will be this Saturday, which is, uh, what, what is this Saturday? October 22nd Second. at the Pinball Wizards Arcade in New Hampshire. A grueling day-long tournament. I think last year I had one break of like 15, 20 minutes. That was it. Okay. Also, uh, this Thursday... The day we release our podcast for this one will be uh, Syracuse, Syracuse Solid State Shenanigans. Love that name. 830, 830 uh, East Syracuse at the uh, comic book store up there. Uh, if you need any information about it, you can go to centralnewyorkpinball.org, and it'll bring you right to the Facebook page. Uh, it'll bring you, and you'll see links for that. Or if not, you can go to uh, Cloud City Comics on their Facebook page and uh, – uh, Central uh, Syracuse Pinheads also. Uh, uh, October 29th, Buffalo, New York has the Domino Pinball Launch Party. There's going to be an IFPA tournament there. Come play Dominoes. It's, I think, from 7 to 12 or 11 p.m. at the Pocketeer Buffalo Pinballs hosting this. The next day in Binghamton, at Moonwalker Arcade is the first Bingham tournament in uh, eight to ten, ten months now. It's on October 30th. I think it starts at 12. Uh, come check that out. Retro Gamecom is November 5th and 6th in Syracuse. Uh, Stars the Lake- Tournament is October 29th, if you're not all okay, the way up sorry, there. Okay, sorry. Yep. So Stars the Tournament. I need to plug this definitely, and thank you, Timmy, for bringing this out. Stars the Tournament. I'm going to write that down right now, is October 29th. Where in New York City is that going to be at? The Funatorium. New York at the Funatorium, yes. Private location. Uh, if you can find the event on Facebook, it is public, but you'll have to message myself or Levy for the address. Okay. But um, the only Manhattan, stars- you can get there, yeah. Definitely a good cause. Great time. Good, uh, very good uh, tournament directors with Levy and... Our own Tim there. 
And it'll be streamed. We'll compete with the Buffalo stream directly, I guess. Ooh. And uh... that'll be interesting stream. It'll just be drain, 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 <laughs> drain. It'll be ooh, man. Ooh, these players chats. all suck. I got a chat. I got a chat. Ooh, drain, drain. <laughs> uh, Finger Lakes open. My house, November twelfth. Go to Western www.westernwnypinball.com. God, again, you got to start saying that right. Wnypinball.com. We have twenty nine people signed up. Somebody just signed up while we were doing the podcast tonight. So we have eleven free spots. And how many people we get? Half of the people will be in the finals. So if we get 40, like we, sh- we the max of it is, you'll have 20 people in the finals. Uh, November 19th, the Catskill Classic Pinball Tournament. Saturday, 10 a.m., that is at uh, Howard Levine's house. I think you can look on... Uh, He's in Mountaindale, have? New York. Uh, Mountaindale, New York, and I think it's also on Orange County Pinball. Yep. The information about that. So definitely check it out. Howard has a great collection, including we've talked about in the past his pool. I mean, sorry, his uh, bowling themed games. He's got a lot of them there. Plus, he's got a lot of good old. I, I will say, if you're in a tech like me and you happen to be on call that weekend, do not expect to have any reception. And he has no cell service. <laughs> he has space. literally no cell reception there. It is truly out in the middle of. There's just a dead zone. It's the woods. Yes, it is. It's in the hillbillies. Uh, one more plug I want to give. Uh, Jim also commented, and he says, now he knows not to play Dolly Parton anymore. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> because of a podcast with us commenting about it, and now also... Uh, our most loyal Scott listener. is our most loyal listener. He actually is... He's only one of two people that's got their... Uh, the 26 levels of suck. I forget, we did change it. Now it's the 26. And uh, November 5th, 4th and 5th, we are finally going international. It has been confirmed. Mr. Nightingale, one of the two people from Slam Tilt Podcast, will be tilting some pinball machines in Amsterdam. No, you will be slamming them. Remember, you're slam. I'm tilt. Okay, I'll be slamming them. I am uh, signed up. I officially paid my entry a couple days ago. I was one of the last five people to get the tickets in. They have a two-day tournament. The Sunday is pin golf, and Saturday is a main tournament at the uh, town in Amsterdam, uh, in between Amsterdam and Ben Ray, where I'm going to. So you're going to be uh, slamming some balls in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Okay. And not in the red light district either. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, yes, so uh, I'll be out there. I'm looking forward to hopefully people coming up to me and saying, Ooh, I know you. No, <laughs> uh, we actually have a couple of uh, Dutch people. Actually, I know follow the podcast through our Facebook page. So yeah, they're gonna walk up to you and say, "You Americans suck." We do suck. I do suck big time. Your election is funny. Yes, it is very funny. That's what they'll say. We won't even go there with the election stuff. Uh, what else do we talk about? Uh, twenty-four hour now. Oh yeah, that's that's sold out. The list is so long. Oh, it's a great thing, you know. With I'm excited Sanctum. for it. Yeah, yeah. and all... I am qualified for the circuit final in 40th place right now. Okay, okay. So Hold on. I gotta get all the circuit points I can. Well, how many? How many get to the circuit? Top what? 40. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Jesus. Well, well, well you, wait no, a minute. You know Steve Allen's not going to be there. It's 41. So are you including that? Right. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. So, so you, have, there you, you have a buffer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you're going down in North Carolina also, aren't you? Yes, and I'm going to MAGFest in January. So between those three, I can hopefully pick up enough points to qualify. With your roster sure. skill level, not a problem. So now hold on. Now when is the Sanctum? Is that the weekend? Fourth, fifth. Okay, fourth, fifth. So of what month? November. Or fifth, sixth, I'm sorry. November. Of November, yes. So oh. the hold on, hold on, let me go to Oh, the sun's coming up. Oh dear God. Yes, so I expect Timmy <laughs> to be on we're gonna make this now true, November eighth. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna have Timmy on. So he's either gonna be really, really? pissed and tired. <laughs> yes. Oh man. I'm I'll be ready to go. By Tuesday, I'll be recovered. Okay. Now, he's a young guy, Bruce. It's, it's a lot easier, you know. It's not like us old guys. The funny thing is, I am going to be broadcasting from now until the 8th in a different state every time. Since I'm in Atlanta today, I'll be in Atlanta next week. I'll be in Connecticut the week after, or maybe Ron's house. And then I'll be in Amsterdam. We're also recording in Amsterdam. There's going to be a five-hour time difference. I'm probably going to ask Ron to do it at 7.30 instead of 8.30, so I'm not doing it at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, I'll yeah I, I could probably do it even earlier than that because that's kind of okay, late. We, yes. Oh, it will be. But um, We're going to be recording from there also, so I'll actually have a show report, report from that. Very nice. But we'll also have Timmy there, so so we'll, Timmy, you might have to get on a little early. Hopefully we'll figure it out, but you know, I want to talk to He'll Timmy. He'll still be sleeping. Right after I know. <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> Hey, I was uh, fine. I went home. I fell asleep at uh, exactly at sundown, and I woke up with my alarm going off, telling me to get to work the next day after about fifteen hours of sleep. So fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm too old to be doing that shit anymore. God no. Just can't can't do that. That's too much. I'll hate pinball. I won't want to be near a pinball machine for a while after that. If I did that, so. Oh God, no! I don't. I I'm gonna be tired. And wait a sec. The funny thing is, I'm landing the fifth of November. That morning, at like six o'clock in the morning in Amsterdam. That tournament starts at eleven o'clock. So I have to get my rental car, drive an hour. After getting a rental car, after going a whole night of flying across the ocean. Yeah, I'm gonna be nice and tired for that tournament. You'll be, you'll be okay. So you're saying your excuse is ready to go. No. That's no. what I'm hearing. Is that I'm what you're gonna, hearing, Tim? I'm, That's what I'm hearing. I'm going to be bringing speakers, and I'm going to be playing I am a real American. Fight for the So you're going to be Hulk Hogan. Of... Okay. Yes, I'm going, to, I'm going to be Hulk Hogan. Now, what you can do is you can play Twilight Zone because it's, <laughs> it, it's by Golden <laughs> Earring, yes. where I believe are a Dutch group. So there you go. They are. There you go. There you go. I can be in, in Lake Flynn. I wonder if that's like the most popular game in the Netherlands because it's got Golden Airing on it. That could be possible. We'll have to find possible. that out for us. Or it could be TX Sector because it does have the Euro uh, music. That's like there's more than one Gottlieb game that has that kind of music. I know, but that's the most popular. Do, 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 do. All right, we're we're nearing the finish line here. I don't think so. We're gonna go longer. No, that's what our that's what the view <laughs> that's what our listeners are doing right now. Ooh, yeah, no, the pinball extravaganza, uh, the post expo pinball extravaganza show. Yes, 
Yes, you have been listening to the what Bruce just said. Uh, don't forget we got to pay the bills. Uh, did we just pay the bills? No, we just did the shows. Yeah. But I'm going to now do the pay the bills first. Okay, pay uh, the bills. www.pinballlifter.com. Come check me out. We have all your lifting and pinball supplies and needs. Uh, don't forget also our Facebook page is Slam Tilt Podcast. Our well, email did, uh, address yeah, Go is... to Facebook and just search for Slam Tilt Podcast. Go to YouTube and just search for Slam Tilt Podcast. We actually have new videos up there now. So yes. if you want to see the excitement of Alien dialed in and, well... The great gameplay of Batman. The great oh. gameplay of Batman. No, um, it's just you, the <laughs> You get video. to see the LCD animations, which were uh, yes. cool, I guess. They were. Yeah. So you can also send us um, correspondence at our email address, which is slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to thank our guest, Tim Sexton, for joining us today. So, Tim, Thanks plug for yourself. Thanks having me, guys. Always fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did Tim Balls on Twitch, Tim Balls on most social media platforms, too. You'll find me. And um, trying to put some good gameplay videos out there. And go in to play all the games I can, so hopefully you appreciate it. If not, just see me at a tournament, because I'll probably be there. Yes, he will. And again, that's Twitch. to search for Tim Balls. You'll find his channel. He's been posting pretty regularly. Yeah, he's been doing weekly uh, tournament, uh, weekly uh, games. Weekly, uh, yeah, yes. My schedule's every Monday night. I'm at the Sanctum. Hopefully Thursday nights now I'll be able to do an Orange County stream, and then weekends... Uh, Depending on what I announce, I'll do a stream too. So you have no life. Right, exactly. Well, pinball is my life. Pinball is a good life. That's a good life. Maybe you need like part. Maybe you need like partners now to come and do some videos on your mm, on your uh, pot. Like maybe you need like uh, some two hosts here that like uh, <laughs> you know have a lot of pinball machines and can. Yeah, or maybe some... someone like up in up kind of near me in the Hudson Valley would open there house to let me stream there and have everyone on from the podcast that would be cool the problem is tell them ron what the problem is <laughs> no you can stream from my house it's just my my internet is not the greatest it's like it sucks it's like well no my download is like my download's 15 it's fine the upload is like half <laughs> like 1.5 yeah it's bad it's yeah. bad the, the upload is the problem so mm-hmm. yeah my go. house i have six uploads. oh that's good that's what I know. we need. So come yeah. on up. Or All right. You, I, can, I can be on your channel too, Tim. You know that. But, but I'm closer, yeah, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting over Tim. You know, uh, I got more I, games. I'd be willing to give it I a can. try just to see how it, you know, if it sucks. Well, at least at least you could record it and post it later then. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, True. exactly. Or you can have special guests. You can both come out. Well, I'd come out the Rons, of course. Well, we're going to be out there actually the night of the 30th. Yeah. And that week too, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and we could take this offline because the the our listeners are falling asleep <laughs> at this point. So, thanks everybody for listening to us. We will see you next week. Say bye, Thank Bruce. You. Bye, Bruce. Bye, Tim. Bye. Bye. bye.